I'm Stephen Peithman. Welcome to Connections. The French, as they say, have a word for it, and it means opening. And just as an open door ushers you into a home or business, this particular opening ushers you into an onstage world of comedy or drama, and sometimes both. In the next hour, the stories behind overtures by Mozart, Beethoven, Rossini, Offenbach, Strauss, and Bernstein. The idea of an instrumental opening to an opera dates back to the 17th century, but the oldest opera overtures heard in the modern concert hall are usually by Mozart. His early efforts resemble the standard Baroque format, usually in three sections, fast, slow, fast, with music that has nothing to do with the opera itself. Beginning in the 1780s, however, Mozart becomes more creative, linking the sound and style of the overture with the theme of the opera and doing so in one continuous movement. Like many overtures of its time, the one for The Marriage of Figaro doesn't quote from the opera itself. However, unlike most examples of the period, it has no slow introduction, in keeping with the high-velocity musical farce to come.
Colin Davis led the Staatskapelle Dresden and the overture to Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro from 1786, a witty yet profound tale of love, betrayal, and forgiveness. It's quite different from the standard operatic overture written between 1790 and 1820, which consists of a slow introduction followed by a fast main section without repeats. Mozart uses this format for his overture to the Magic Flute, for example, and Rossini takes it a step further, or should we say, a leap. Using his instincts as a musical dramatist for the Overture of the Barber of Seville, he builds slowly to the first theme, then repeats the theme, coming to a halt at times, before moving on without transition to another theme, and ending in one of his famous Rossini crescendos, that trademark roller coaster ride to the finish, one that he seems to have learned from Mozart.
Hamburg led the Budapest Feuillonese Chamber Orchestra and the overture to Rossini's The Barber of Seville, which centers on the same character as Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro. Now, The Barber of Seville was composed in just under three weeks, although Rossini did borrow some of the themes in the overture from two earlier operas. In contrast, Beethoven wrote and rewrote his only opera over nine years, eventually composing four separate overtures. His first three attempts for what was then called Leonore were intensely dramatic, full-scale symphonic movements that tended to overwhelm the opera's quiet opening scenes, although his Lenore Overture No. 3 remains popular in concerts and recordings. 
1814, Beethoven completely reworked the opera, now titled Fidelio, creating a shorter and somewhat lighter overture that made for a better transition to the opening scene. It's performed by the Cleveland Orchestra, conducted by George Sell.
George Sell led the Cleveland Orchestra and the overture to Beethoven's Fidelio. Beethoven uses only a little music from the opera itself, whereas Richard Wagner's overture to The Flying Dutchman from 1843 makes extensive use of leitmotifs, brief musical elements used in the opera for the characters and themes in this story of a man doomed to sail in a ghost ship for eternity until redeemed by love.
the Swedish Chamber Orchestra, under Thomas Dausgaard, performed the shorter 1841 version of the overture to Wagner's The Flying Dutchman. Two years later, Wagner would drop overtures from his operas in favor of an orchestral prelude, which was usually shorter and often transitioned seamlessly into the opera itself. Other composers soon followed his example, but the standalone overture found a new home in comic opera and operetta, where its popularity continued to grow. More on that in a moment with music by Offenbach, Strauss, Nielsen, and Bernstein. I'm Stephen Peithman. You're listening to Connections from Capital Public Radio. After Tannhäuser in 1845, Wagner switched from full overtures to shorter preludes, which soon became common practice, as in the openings of Verdi's La Traviata and Rigoletto. But while dramatic opera embraced the prelude, the standalone overture survived in comic opera and operetta, which is why the most performed and recorded overtures from the mid to late 19th century come from comic operas. In some cases, they are the only music from these works known to modern audiences. However, one of the most frequently performed overtures, Offenbach's Orpheus in the Underworld, is not what the composer wrote for the original 1858 production. Karl Binder expanded Offenbach's overture for a production in Vienna, using additional music from the score, beginning with a lively fanfare and ending with the famous high-stepping can-can.
the Sadler Wells Orchestra, conducted by Alexander Ferris in the 1860 Overture to Orpheus in the Underworld, pieced together by Carl Binder from Offenbach's own music. From this point on, most comic opera and operetta overtures would be the pastiche, literally something pasted together, using tunes from the show itself. One of the best-known and most performed of these is from Johann Strauss Jr.'s Deflator Mouse, Made up entirely of tunes from the score, it led one Viennese critic of the day to call it the pièce de résistance of the operetta. Many would still agree. Thank you. 
Carlos Kleiber led the Bavarian State Orchestra and the overture to Deflatermaus by Johann Strauss Jr. from 1874. In the last hundred years, the pastiche overture has remained an integral part of the comic opera, including Gilbert and Sullivan, the operettas of Lehar, Herbert, Frimmel, and Romberg, and almost every American musical of the 20th century. And while most operas in the past 100 years begin with a prelude, or do away with any extended opening orchestral music altogether, the less heavily dramatic ones often retain the overture. A lifelong devotee of Mozart, Danish composer Carl Nielsen created an 18th-century setting and light, lively mood in his music for Masquerade, the story of two young people in disguise who fall in love, unaware that they already know each other.
Myung-Won Chang conducted the Gothenburg Symphony Orchestra in the concert overture from Carl Nielsen's Masquerade from 1906. Nielsen looks back in time to the style of Mozart, and the most performed overture from the second half of the 20th century imitates everything from Mozart to Rossini to Offenbach. Leonard Bernstein conducts the Los Angeles Philharmonic in his overture to Candide.
Leonard Bernstein led the Los Angeles Philharmonic and his overture to Candide. The works we've heard in the past hour are very different, but share a common purpose to set up expectations for the story to follow by underscoring its theme, setting, and comic or dramatic intent, and of course, to entertain us in the process. I'm Stephen Pythman, inviting you to join me again for Connections. Recording engineer was Mark Jones. Connections is a production of Capital Public Radio.